Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Attention homos and homettes. The train to the Rainbow Rewatch is officially leaving the station. Please keep your hands, feet, flip phones, and webkins inside the vehicle at all times. If you're not gay, now you are. Congratulations. Get ready in five, four, <laughs> did I scare you? Good. My name is Liliana. And my name is Daniel. And today on the Rainbow Rewatch, we will be re-examining Glee, Season 1, Episode 4, Preggers, and ask the question, was this show, slash episode, slash TV media extravaganza, actually any good? <laughs> you know what? I want to say it does. I want to say it's not. Mm. But it was, it was fine. Here's the thing about Glee that we need to get off the table. <laughs> Liliana and I are obsessed oh we are we are connoisseurs we are kind of like we could go to we would and could and will go to a glee convention i was about to say glee convention <laughs> who would you dress up as if we went to a glee convention rachel berry T- i think i think i think if i come up with a better answer i'll let you know i feel like you have the outfits like i have the outfits for um blaine true do i want to be true, blaine true. no yeah Who's, who would you want to be on the show Rachel Berry. <laughs> no, Sam, I would want to be Rachel Berry because she is the moment. She is the moment she gets on Broadway. I'm yeah. like, who do I want to be? Her. She gets what she wants. Yeah. I mean, her boyfriend does die. <laughs> but... I did not mean to laugh at that. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert. But, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, we love Glee. And oh, yeah. I've watched it maybe at least three to four times. Mm-hmm. But when I say I watched it, I watched season one to season three the episode before they graduate and then i just start over again i do not go past yeah i'm like i'm fine with with season four and onward i don't have a very nostalgic attachment to it Mm. but i think some of the plot lines they do are fine um i watched season four on tv right then i gave up right um i liked when they introduced unique yeah i didn't like that the actor was just a boy, a drag he, queen. Um, right, they made him like a big trans character, but he, yeah. he's Alex Newell, who very outwardly identifies as a man, I think. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting plot points yeah. they get into. I feel like what I, why I really like Glee, here's my pitch. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. It is, but it's supposed to be. Yeah. It is a satire. It's making fun of those shows that are actually ridiculous. Right. It's making fun of the Friday Night Lights and and twisting it with some music. Um, but it's satire. Mm-hmm. Like there is a number in season one, not in this episode, when Quinn sing Quinn sings about getting pregnant and like ten pregnant dancers come come rushing in. You mean to tell me that the show is not aware that it's ridiculous. Of course it is. You have to be. But that's why it's so funny. Like mm-hmm. all of Sue's ridiculous lines, all of Britney's ridiculous lines, like all these stupid moments where in any other TV show, 
they'd be playing it earnestly. In this yeah. show, there's like an undercurrent of like, this is not really supposed to be taken seriously. And that's why it's so good. Mm-hmm. And the songs. I mean, like, every Glee cover slaps. Most. 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 Not rolling in the deep. Not rolling in the deep. This episode had no songs. Oh, had yeah. literally one song. Um, And like the other, st- like the other little songs they did were all purposefully bad. Right. Tina cracking. Tina cracking. Exactly. But, you know, on this on this podcast, mm-hmm. we we were going to do a whole season of Glee. We were going to do a couple episodes. And we're like, you know what? We can talk about a 40-minute episode yeah. and fill that in, in an hour length of a podcast. We have so many opinions on Glee that we could fill up multiple, multiple episodes and on it, it. Exactly. And it came out right at a perfect time for us. Mm-hmm. We were like sixth grade when this came out. We were not yet in high school. But we were looking towards it, which the show is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the show is so queer. And that's why that we chose this episode specifically, because it has a very big queer plot line. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole show, even aside from the actual queer characters, is just the element of queerness. Camp and and escapism mm-hmm. and ridiculousness and self-expression, authenticity, all these things that are so important to modern day sort of queer theory is in this show. Um, will the show be in textbooks? Um, you know, you know, now that you mentioned it, I think it will. I think Ryan Murphy will definitely be in a textbook or two. That's, that's T. Because all of his shows, all of his shows slap. Scream Queens. Okay. American I, Horror Story. I haven't seen that one. American Horror Story, the first five mm-hmm. seasons slap. <laughs> There are too many of them. American Crime Story was pretty good. American Crime Story was and, quite excellent. And the ultimate pose. Oh, you know, I always forget that he does that one. Because he just was like, I'm giving you money. But he doesn't touch I feel like he doesn't touch it. Yeah, I he, feel like it's too, like, genuinely good for him. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't want to taint it with his grubby man fingers. Right. He was like, I know this would be good in the hands of someone else. Right. Um, oh my god if he was if he made Pose it would have been terrible <laughs> if he like really made it there would have been many more white people there would have been <laughs> I mean I'm sure he forced Evan Peters in there later no that was his he was like I have one thing I want Evan Peters must be in every single thing one I of do. my twinks must be in this yeah, one of my. he has like an army of twinks that just is behind him literally then they all look the same they do I love those memes of all of his twinks lined up. <laughs> they all look the same. Okay, so a synopsis of this episode. Give it to um, me. Kurt joins the football team just to impress his father. Finn and Quinn's relationship... <laughs> I didn't read this beforehand, so this is my <laughs> version reading. Uh, Finn and Quinn's relationship get a, gets a shocking development, and Rachel thinks her star is fading when Tina is given a better part during rehearsals, which causes her to leave. Elsewhere, Sue continues her schemes to dismantle the Glee Club. The she Glee says Club. It. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. We know Leah Michelle can't read. Are you Leah Michelle? <gasps> you know? <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Um, yes, I am. Yes, you are. It's all um, coming back to me now. I feel like we could be 20s. You and her? Yeah. You give the same vibes. Maybe pre-nose job. Liliana. <laughs> Drag her. Yeah. Um, oh my god. The Glee Club. <laughs> Every time Sue says it like that. The Glee Club. Sue, they wanted us... So if you... Okay. If you haven't seen Glee, we mm-hmm. should probably do that. Let's right. not assume that everyone has seen Glee. If you haven't seen Glee, it's about a high school show choir. That's it. There it is. I gave you gave you what's about the show. It's about 
the it's about the politics and the the drama around it and and fitting in in high school and being cool and sue played by jane lynch is like the cheerleading coach who's like the main antagonist um though one could argue that will is the real antagonist and sue's the hero and sue's will's the teacher the glee club teacher and sue is the hero right she could be seen through many eyes mm -hmm. i'm obsessed with her i think she is one of the best written characters oh for sure um she's the only one with like a huge character arc mm -hmm. um and she has she has reasons for what she's doing she's not just stupid crazy mean lady right like rachel or terry <laughs> or wife. terry i don't you know i think terry's character since she does have a minor role in this might as well talk about her i think she's a very misogynistic um depiction of a woman oh because like she she faked a pregnancy. She faked a pregnancy to stay with her, to stay with her shitty husband, her yeah. ugly husband. Yeah, her ugly, terrible teacher husband. Like I, and I get that it's misogynistic. I mean, I get that it's satirical, and it's like making fun of the way that that women are portrayed in like media. But also, like Ryan Murphy orchestrating this, a white man doesn't necessarily sit well with me you know what i honestly never thought about it that way before but it definitely is undoing some some good work right <laughs> by portraying this woman who's so obsessed with her husband that she goes to great lengths and even after the plot line when will discovers that she's not actually pregnant she like continues to try to trap him I'm what's like, her code name's honey bear right in yeah, that one episode yeah, yeah. but so funny yeah. and she that's that's i think the misogyny is that terry's whole plot line revolves around will yeah which is like would fail the bechdel test yeah she doesn't have any like dreams or ambitions no not um, a single one. Like, when she leaves him, she works at, like, what, a Bed Bath & Beyond? Literally. Sheets and... Beats and sheets or something. Yeah, yeah. And, like, she doesn't live for herself at all. And she's, like, sheets forever and upset. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, And she just, like, her only motivation in life is, like, to get Will back. Right. So, like... And that is problematic. Her. Even though she's a... She's a... She's an interesting character yeah. and compelling in how awful she is. You are so rooting against her mm -hmm. because she's so awful. Faking a pregnancy? Oh, my God. Yeah. And then trying to steal Quinn's baby. Like, literally. Which steal. is so funny. I mean, maybe she's the queer stand-in. Like, is she, like, trying to take babies and, like, trap men? <laughs> Wait, I just realized Mercedes was not in this episode. She did nothing. Um, she had she... one line where did... she was like, am I a jet? <laughs> remember because they do like a west side story thing right they're right. gonna do they're gonna do west side story or just do a west side story number it's unclear yeah but they cast mercedes as a jet which is funny yeah um and then they do they do west side story like later. as their musical later season right? three um do you want to know a fun fact uh -huh. about me yeah i when i was in eighth grade when season three was coming out mm -hmm. i really was like you know what I, I'm no, I'm in eighth grade, but I could be a famous author. So I was like writing a story and it was about like a middle school musical, mm -hmm. write what you know. And True. That's what I knew. And they were doing West Side Story because they did it in Glee. <gasps> I love that. Did. A little Stan. I li a Stan. A the, super fan. A super fan. The book went nowhere. I stopped <laughs> writing it after a bit. I was like, you know what? This is garbage. Mm -hmm. Failed um, publishing. <laughs> yeah. I tried to submit it, but my agent just didn't really think it would gain much traction. Right. Um, but yeah, West Side Story inspired me. Aww. It was. Even though Glee handled it terribly, there's no Latinx people 
They're all played by white people. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... Mercedes, in... Mercedes and Rachel are fighting over <laughs> a Latina role. Which is just... And then Rachel Great. wins. I'm and then saying. Rachel wins. Right. Obviously. Um, no, they both win. Mercedes drops. We are right. two... We're in season one of some forum. So, see, this is why we can't... We're we going to have a problem. We're going to have to limit ourselves to what happened in this episode. Um, Madam, would you like to give me a fun fact? Oh, yeah. Um, so, the show's creator, Ryan Murphy, was so impressed with Colfer that he created the role of Kurt specifically for him. Um, so, wait. Now that I'm, like, reading this fun fact, um, what did Kurt go in to audition for? Artie. He went in for the wheelchair kid, Artie. He would have been... He does not fit that bill. No. Because I'm assuming they put out, you need to be able to rap. Because, like, Artie's whole thing is rapping, No. I guess. Artie's whole thing is like being a tenor. Yeah. But like, he's just like a misogynist tenor. Yeah, I do not like, I don't appreciate Artie's character at all. No, he's very bad. Yeah. He's very bad. He's very mean to every woman. Yeah, 100. He he acts like sex is owed to him. T. Um, it's a, you know, but you know what? A nuanced take on a disabled person mm-hmm. played by an abled person. Uh-huh. That's not great. Yeah. But you know, hey. At and least this, it's not, like, overly sympathetic or, like, you know, yeah, problematic. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he, Kurt tried, Chris Colfer tried out for Artie. And I guess Ryan Murphy was like, you know what? You're too much of a flying fag. But True. we will create a role just for you, who is also a flying fag. Uh, they rewrote the entire show for him. I mean, this episode would have... Okay, I see how perhaps this episode could have existed without Kurt. Uh-huh. They just could have taken out the kicker part. They would have kept the Beyonce part in, took out the him being a kicker part. But then the episode would have lost its heart because then it would have been about Finn feeling important. Because, you know, Finn, the whole episode, finds out that his girlfriend's pregnant. Mm. He thinks it's his baby and his whole life is going to be trapped and they're going to be stuck in high school. Um and then he like wins the game and they're like, oh my God, I'm not a loser. I won one football game. <laughs> right. But um, Kurt has the heart of him coming out and him like trying to impress his dad. Like that's the shit that really m- makes me empathize with him and the show. If it was, if he was not there, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. And listen, Kurt is a bad character. He gets bad. He gets real bad. He gets really mean. He gets really... Do you mean badly written or mal, mal-spirited? Not necessarily mal-spirited, but just so annoying. Like, yeah. I think the show was like, oh, everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. Let's run with that. And they just made him so terrible. And his, like, all of his opinions were so bad, but they're like, they'll love him anyway. Yeah. Which a also, lot of people did. Um, Whoever did his wardrobe needs to be executed <laughs> on a public stage. Bring the guillotine. No, back. literally. And like it's it's right on that line of like is it is his costuming satirical? Because like come on. Okay. People did not dress like that in high school. We did not have very many out people. Right. We did not have very many fashionable people. I know people came to school <laughs> there's this one kid in my sister's grade uh-huh. who used to go to school almost every day in, in the full suit. I love that. <laughs> you probably, if, if we stopped the podcast, you I would tell you and you'd remember. But yeah. um, he wore a suit, but that's like a suit. I think Kurt's I- wearing like sailor clothes, but also <laughs> like he thinks he's he's like in a Lady Gaga concert. He dresses like Liza Minnelli. <laughs> <laughs> like very, and then when he wears that, um, that kilt, 
to prom. Oh my god, stop. so funny, so funny. So His fashion is too much. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, people love Kurt. Yeah, he is the moment, and I think a lot of girls, especially, stand him. And this yeah. was t- this was prime Tumblr time, and Tumblr loved him. Yeah, they were going hard for him. Not this viewer, particularly. <laughs> um, I just never really appreciated his character. Um, I thought it was like dangerous to the queer community, honestly, T. T. because it's the one queer character on a very, as you were saying, a very gay show, mm-hmm. and it's just a, it's just the gay, like it's just what everyone already pictured as a gay person. T T, and like they don't introduce another gay character until season two with Blaine, right? And they do, like, Blaine is a different type of gay who can, like, pass. Like, he's yeah. that mask. Because Darren Criss is straight. Right. That's the <laughs> elephant in the fucking room. Do you remember when he put out a press release saying, okay, now now that I have, what, my Golden Globe, I'm gonna stop playing gay characters? Right. He won the Golden Globe for Versace. Right. Which I loved him in. But also, I only watched the first episode. Oh, really? I gave up. Uh, but you watched the because OJ. of him. I don't like him. Right, right, right. I don't like him. But um, yeah, Kurt is. I think you're. Re- I think you you got it. Mm-hmm. Kurt is like, G A Y. Like right. he is. He like he almost has no personality beyond that. Right. And then when they give him more personality beyond being gay, it's bad. It's unlikable. <laughs> they made a really unlikable petty gay character. Yeah. Which is different. Like, I think at the beginning of the show, he's very wholesome. And I liked him in this episode. I empathize with him. I, I was rooting for him. But you're right in that he is like this gay stereotype in a way that can't be. Mm-hmm. That can't be helpful. I wonder if it did more harm. Um, I remember when I was in, I must have been sixth grade. Because I started watching in seventh grade. And I had this conversation before I, before I started watching. Um, one of my random, like, guy friends... Was like, oh, did you know that that Chris Colfer became gay after be, because he like got it from from playing his character on Glee because it was just so gay that like he became gay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Even like little described me, I was like, that's not. It's not. Cooties. That is not correct. That is not correct. That's, yeah. that's what it take. He became, yeah. he's so method that he became gay. He was playing gay that he became gay. It infected him. But you know what? We should tell all the straight people who want to play gay characters that so they run away. Oh, wait. Okay. Fun fact number two. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Fun fact number two. Heather Morris, who plays Brittany, um, was actively pursuing an acting career when she was asked by someone in the show to teach... <laughs> I don't know what his first name is or his role, but it, the, my, my fun fact says Woodley to teach the choreography for Beyonce's single ladies dance to the Glee actors. At the same time, the show was looking for a third cheerleader and Morris ended up landing the role of Brittany. So in this episode, Kurt at the beginning is like dancing to Beyonce for no reason. Yeah. I don't explain why he's doing that, but he's dancing to Beyonce doing single ladies. And then they end up teaching the whole football team single ladies and they use that to intimidate the other football team because I guess that would work. As if they wouldn't get tackled immediately. That's what I was thinking. I was like, so you can do this whole like number? I don't think that's how football works. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. Did I go to any games? No. No. Do I know how football works? Absolutely Absolutely not. not. But it doesn't seem like that would be right. Yeah. (laughs) But um, this show's ridiculous. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But so she, Heather Morris was hired for this single purpose to teach them. 
And then I guess they liked her so much that they were like, you know what? Take the role. Which I think is so iconic. Because she is the triple threat. True. True. She dances like nobody else. And she, she is, is the best. So funny. And she's so funny. She's a very good actress. And the her singing's like it's not like the best on the show, but it's definitely good. She has some bops. Yeah. Christmas rapping from that Christmas episode. Yes. Um her all Brittany. the Britney episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is iconic and the show would have been really missing if it wasn't for her. Yeah. Her one liner is like Stop the Violence. Stop the violence. <laughs> That's a great one. Fun fact three. Okay, fun fact number three. This episode has the least amount of released songs with only one, Taking Chances. This is also the episode to feature the fewest amount of singers with only two, Rachel and Tina. I didn't even notice when you were watching it, but it was it, it was slow because it yeah. was missing the songs. I did notice that I, I felt like it should have ended already, like midway through. Mm-hmm. Because normally the singing takes up a good like 10 minutes of the show. Why didn't Kurt have a song? Yeah, like a, he could have sang Single Ladies. Why didn't they do that? Yeah, what? Why didn't they do that? I mean, like, I get that the show had other things it needed to do, like the whole dancing number and everything. And, like, maybe Glee hadn't found its voice yet. Um, because I feel like it gets a little more methodical and streamlined in season two and mm-hmm. onward. Like, we need, like, at least four or five songs. Right. Like, that stuff, they, they often stuff songs in where they shouldn't be. Yeah. Because, well, the whole politics of it is they started doing really well on itunes right and they they were like on the top 100 billboard songs like every week yeah like glee was so popular and they made so much money off of these songs Mm -hmm. that i feel like eventually they were like well if the story suffers whatever like (laughs) we're making money (laughs) off the songs but the songs were the moment like i remember at the end of every episode they'd be like all these songs are now available to download on itunes right and i was like I don't want to pay 99 cents for this song, but sickening. <laughs> I bought a few. Um, I bought that one song Sarah Jessica Parker sings at the ballet. Oh. In like season like From what? Chorus Line. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I love that song. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, you need to watch Chorus Line. I do. I'm I getting do. you to watch it. Your version. My version. I was in a production of the Chorus Line. Um, shout out. Um, do we want to get into the queer moments of this episode? Let's do it. But first, let's take a little break. And we're back. Hey, did and you miss us? They did. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, yeah. Queer Pretty moments. Um, okay, so I guess the first queer moment in this episode was when uh, Kurt was like, I'm not gay. Right. So Finn, who's a football player guy, like straight up asks him or, or like says it like, oh, because you're gay or something. And he's like, I'm not gay. <laughs> and I, I'm sure you have those moments. I also had those moments. Although I did come out pretty early i came out when i was gay when i was 13 that early i remember certainly by high school i remember you were you were yeah yeah because i was like i was 12 when i was a freshman i think because i was a year younger than everyone so by the end of freshman year i was out not to boost your ego Uh anymore but how fucking iconic that you even though it wasn't like you weren't like fully evolved Mm -hmm. you still were brave enough to come out in what, when you were 12 or 13? Yeah. That's, like, I I really, like... Thank you. Not am envious of you, but I'm, I'm inspired by that. Thank you. Because that's, like, not easy. And Kurt couldn't fucking do it. True. He couldn't even own up to a Finn, who's, who's a fag acceptor. Yeah. But you... I don't know. I just think that's really... Like, and nowadays, it's not as exceptional. I think, right. like, why it strikes me so much is because you were, what, 
the only person who was out. Yeah. The yeah. literal only person in our a thousand person high school. I mean Certainly are great. I literally just like I just didn't it wasn't even me being brave. It was literally me just not caring. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I didn't have the time of day to give to anybody. I didn't care what anyone had to say to me. Um, I mean, it's not like I was sexually active. It was just like, I'm gay. Right. Um, I mean, and you, you know. were you were expressively feminine. Yeah. Plot twist, it's because you're I, a lady. True. <laughs> but still, it's like, how much could you hide that? Yeah. Kurt tried to hide it. True. But, but it's not... I don't know. I feel I. I mean, I tried to pass as straight all of high school, even though I knew that there was something up. I mean, I thought you were straight. Thank you. <laughs> you I did a good job. You're good. I'm yeah. a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Period. But um, that's also because being bi is hard, and I've, I've thought about this a lot. It's really hard to be queer when you're not like a hundred percent gay because you don't understand it, and because we certainly when we grew up, queerness wasn't like. I feel like hopefully now it's something that's like normal to a degree where it's not like something that people care about. But when we were growing up, people cared about it. They were judgmental about it. They had opinions about it. And so when you're bi or queer, you sort of like push down that queer side of you to just like pass. Yeah. um, Because it's easier. And I think that's what a lot of bi men especially do and live their whole lives as straight men, Mm -hmm. even though they might you know, not identify as such or not feel like that. So for me in high school, I was Kurt. I was like, mm, no, I'm I'm not gay. You were Kurt singing that one song about like pink pink houses and white picket fences. Right, later he does like a, he tries to be like super butch um, moment. Um, but, you know, I certainly did not feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And this brings me to like another point, which is that, there's this running theme throughout the entire show. But in this episode, a couple of characters like Puck, he says to Finn, like, it's gay. Like, dancing like that is gay. Like, doing Glee Club is gay. And it was sort of like this automatic attachment with doing something like theater mm-hmm. or choir. Glee Club. Glee Club. <laughs> is, is, makes you gay. Right. Like, and that was something that was su- certainly super common as discourse in our high school. I mean, I remember being called or being assumed that I was gay because I was really? in a musical all the time. Like, like really? I didn't really think anybody would like come up to you and be like, are you gay? People did do that. Wow. People did like do that. Really the, rude. The person who I, the, the girl I ended up hooking up with for <gasps> a couple of years said uh-huh. that to me. I was like, oh, I thought you were gay. <laughs> I was like, sickening, sickening. Right. Um, no, people do that all the time. Are you kidding me? Oh my God, that's so mean. And I'm sure it was not just to me. Yeah. It was like, because I did musicals and I was so, and this is the thing, I'm, I was loud. I wasn't like, I never, I, even now, I'm not super femme presenting. Yeah. I mean, I am like flamboyant when I'm, when I feel like comfortable to be. Uh-huh. But in high school, like I wasn't, but I think it was because I was doing musicals and in choir, I was gay right and i think there's like there's like something almost almost good about musical theater being associated with like queerness because it made me feel more accepted to be myself Mm -hmm. and it made me feel more comfortable like the only reason i came out so early is because i was like part of this community that was so accepting and you know we sort of talked about this during the hairspray episode with nikki blonsky um like 
Broadway and queerness fosters a really like safe and queer environment mm-hmm. for especially for like kids. Because, like, we were doing, like, middle schools from, like, middle school. No, absolutely. And it it's, you know, what I think musicals get, especially musical theater, mm-hmm. gets at is, like, the emotion. Especially for me as a man, like, expressing emotion and being comfortable. Um, it, it, it is, like, freeing in a way that society tells you not to be. Um, and, you know, it is a very accepting space i wonder why like for me i did it that wasn't enough for me mm-hmm. i think again because i was so confused i didn't know what was what and i was like mm, i'm just gonna do what i think is normal um but i was i was still raised and grew up as a kid who did musicals like accepting everyone and acknowledging that that was like a good thing mm-hmm. that 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 environment was made safe for people i would argue too safe because some of the queer people <laughs> That Stop we, immediately. I, I mean, we could get into specifics if we want to, but um, sharing in front of a group of 40 people that um, someone fucked a ham. And this person might be listening to this podcast. No shame. No shame. I want to know how it works, but the, 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 the fact that someone was like, this is something to share with 40 people. Um, that's not okay. I remember the funniest part of that of that revelation was years later. Like, I think it was this year we were talking about that. And our friend, our friend Maddie was like, oh, but like, I'm confused as to how that would work. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, how would that feel good? And I was like, oh, it was, it was microwave, I'm assuming. And she was like, what? <laughs> so like, no, he didn't fuck a cold ham. Also like, it's, I think maybe she was like, was it a slice of cold cuts? <laughs> <laughs> like, was he fucking a, a piece of... Please. Pin, piece Literally of, just yeah. a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like nope. how it feels. I did hear that people would do that with watermelons. Would drill a hole in a watermelon and microwave it. Microwave it? Oh. Yeah, like, to make it hot. Okay. Because you don't want to... Why would you want to put your dick in a cold watermelon? Wow, my brain just wasn't there when I was young. I was like... I would have never thought... First of all, I don't like getting dirty... I don't like getting juicy or sticky. Yeah. Oh. There's no way I'm putting my dick in a fruit. Yeah. Or a ham. Yeah. I'm glad that I have a vagina now because I couldn't even do that if I tried. Right. You could stick fruit in you. <laughs> I can ham bones. Yeah. <laughs> the wishbone. The wishbone. Yeah. That's perfect. It's just my size. <laughs> yeah. Period. I'm just so tight, guys. <laughs> But certainly, um, maybe too accepting, but there is something, I think you're right, there is something really wonderful about the fact that it's a safe space. But I still think, like, I I hope we're pushing past that now, where it's not like, you're in a musical, you're gay. You're, like, I hope that people are understanding that it's more complicated than that, and Uh aren't, like, expressing the judgment on kids today. I mean, my brother, I'm assuming identifies as straight, and he, you know, is in the musical, and I don't think he gets that. I think he also doesn't give a shit. So if someone said that, he'd probably be like, mm-hmm. okay. Right. Um, but I hope nowadays that it's not as like immediately associated with with being queer because that has to be harmful. Even though right. most people in musicals are gay. Um, I feel like since we're like Gen Z millennial cusps, uh, we had a very different childhood and like we paved the way. Uh, for Gen Z to be more accepting, because like I, I see like people on TikTok who are like ten, ten, 
like nine ten. I sent you a a screenshot of someone being like, "I'm ten, I'm <laughs> and bi, I'm a lesbian." I was like, "Pop off, right?" Ten year old, yeah. Okay, legend. A literal fourth grader. Yeah, and I see a lot of I, which I love seeing, um, trans kids. Mm. I think that's really important, and I know conservatives are like trans kids are like just brainwashed, mm. and they're just like trans and children should never be in the same sentence. Um, but, like, I think it's really important, especially, uh, gender-wise, more than sexuality, to figure out who you are, um, so you can start hormones, so you don't develop into, like, a body you don't want. Absolutely. I was talking about this to my mom the other day, like, how important it is, like, for the second there's, like, this might be a possibility, parents, I think, have a responsibility. Right. To... (laughs) To, um, I just segued really good. You guys even <laughs> A little wink. Um, parents have a responsibility to intervene because uh-huh. children, especially trans children, you're 100% right. If you stop before puberty, there's like it's it's probably more affirming. Um, when that can be the case, when mm-hmm. you when you start hormones and going through that process when you're really young, and obviously, there's some things you can't do when you're a child, like plastic surgery right um and cosmetic surgery top and bottom surgery but um like i that's why i think adults have a responsibility to be aware of these things Mm -hmm. because when they're not it can go it can be harmful like in the future like obviously not like life or death but it's it's more it's helpful if you can spot that in your child Mm -hmm. especially what you're saying like with trans children like it's so important um and that should be... I think people are uncomfortable with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean to have a queer or trans child? Like, I think that's something that people are still uncomfortable with. Hopefully, when our generation becomes parents, it's a lot easier and we're a lot open. I mean, what we need to do is raise children not as male or female or as straight or not straight. Like, it just needs to be like you're raising them to be like whoever you are, pop-off king. Right. And that's not how we grew up, I think. Right. So, I don't know. Um, and we explore that in this episode because we Bert do. is like, <clears throat> Bert is like, oh, I knew Kurt's you were dad. gay. Kurt said Bert. Right. Um, very inventive naming. Mm-hmm. Um, Bert is like, what's oh. his mom named? Mert. <laughs> Kurt Bert Mert. Mert-a. Berta. Myrtle. Um, so Bert is like, oh, I knew you were gay from when you were three. And I don't know if you had similar experiences, but I, you're shaking your head now. <laughs> um, but like my mom was like, oh, we knew you were trans. Um, and there's almost like a resentment there because like. On your part. Yeah, on my part. Because like, oh, y- you just didn't do anything about it. Mm. And like I did start hormones fairly early. Um, and my your body develops like well into your 20s. So right. like I did like at least change all that. And develop female that way. Um, but, like, imagine if I could have had, like... Uh, like, I imagine if I could have been, like, a little girl. Or, like, had a female childhood. And I see a lot of trans people say that, like, their biggest sadness in life is that they didn't have the chance to, like, really have a childhood. Mm. And I think that's so sad. Mm, you just saying that, like, deflated me. Yeah. That's really sad. And, yeah, it is really sad. And, um... That's why I think trans kids are so important and we need to protect them. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like parents, you know, it's really hard. And something that struck me in this episode, Bert says, I'm not 
I'm not in love with the idea that you're gay, mm-hmm. but like that's who you are. I can't change that, and I love you just the same. Mm-hmm. Which, on the one hand, I think is really realistic, and I like that because with this whole coming out scene, right at the end of the episode, so Kurt, the whole episode is trying to impress his dad, be a football player. He does impress his dad. I cried because it was really sweet. And then he comes out at the very end to his dad. And the dad's like, yeah, I know. Um, So it's a very real reaction for his dad to be, who's this very macho sort of like, you know, mask guy Mm -hmm. to say like, he's not totally on board, but he loves him just the same. Right. That I think was important for people to hear that it's, it's a nuanced conversation. Like Bert wasn't, he didn't understand. He wasn't totally on board, but he still loved Kurt. That was the important part. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, what do you mean you're not in love with the idea? Shut the fuck up. It's not your idea. Yeah. What do you have to be in love with or not in love with? Just don't, don't even comment on it. Um. And yeah, I liked what they did. And Bert becomes a super, a super dad later. Oh, yeah. He's he, an ally. Yeah. He, like, when when that bully, who I can never pronounce his name. Karofsky. Uh, when every time I need to say that name, I'll just signal to Dan and he'll interrupt me. Uh, <laughs> but when that bully... um. Like, it's, like, beating on Kurt and, like, making fun of him, harassing him, whatever, to the point where Kurt needs to move Transfer. schools. Yeah. Um, Bert becomes super dad. He is so defensive. He is, like, oh, we want to take legal action, etc. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's nice seeing that character, like, progression yeah. and development, yeah. which is, like, so... It's very true to life. Because, yeah. like, of course, not everyone's going to be perfectly okay with, like, queer children. But, like... Like it or not, you need to adapt. Right, and that's what I was thinking. Like, it is a it is a real answer to be like, I don't understand this. I think that would have been better than I'm not in love with this. Like, because that made it seem like he has a place to have an opinion. Right. And he doesn't. It's not his place to have an opinion as a dad um, of a queer kid. But to say, like, I don't fully understand this, I think that's very real. That was, like, my reaction so my parents reaction when I came out mm-hmm. it was like I don't fully understand what this means and I have to sort of like work through what we've talked about this before like right. the life I expected for you and what the life you're going to lead now but that's different than saying I don't love this thing mm-hmm. like I don't love this thing about you I don't, right. I'm not on board yet but you know if Kurt's dad knew if he really knew that he was three what should have been done is he should have put his own bullshit aside his own expectations his own sort of fears and fully supported kurt and luckily kurt as a character is someone who's very confident Mm -hmm. and who's very self-assured and as sort of you said that you were like didn't care Mm -hmm. like to a certain degree like just didn't care he wears the most ridiculous things he's gonna do what he wants like and in that respect kurt was kurt grew up to be okay Mm -hmm. but like imagine if he wasn't confident if he wasn't so assured then i think Bert would have been a lot more, um, what's the fucking word? Not compliant. Compliant? I don't know. He yeah. would have been a lot more implicated in right. his in his shame. Right. Because even in this episode, we see that, like, Kurt is still trying to live that, like, archetype of perfect male son. Ball mm. team, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if if Bert had noticed his grinness and raised him to accept himself, then he wouldn't have had those thoughts. He right. would have been completely fine. Like, cause like Bert comes to love Kurt for his femininity mm-hmm. and comes to like really respect and be impressed by his musical talent. Yeah. Um, He's like his biggest fan. Yeah, literally. 
So if he could have been like a big supporter from the beginning, I feel like Kurt would have reached higher potentials. Absolutely. Um, and and we're going to talk more about that after this short break. And we're back with the Glee Club. <laughs> the, the Glee Club. <laughs> I was thinking, um, what I really appreciate about this episode and what felt truthful is the relationship between Kurt and Bert. I can't even say that. <laughs> I'm not laughing. It's so it funny. It sounds like Sesame Street. Yeah, Kurt and... Well, it's Bert and Ernie. That's oh, right. true. Kurt oh, my God. Bert. You read me. Um, but, you know, I feel like for queer boys, mm-hmm. especially... Your relationship with your dad is something that is is often confusing, right? We know that men are raised to be masculine and sort of we, we, we understand toxic masculinity and mm-hmm. and so these are concepts we don't need to explain today. But there's clearly a lot that make most fathers not super relatable to queer kids. Mm-hmm. Um because you don't you're not able to like connect and that's why queer kids, queer boys often have a really have a have a closer relationship with the mother because the mom's usually the one who's who's fostering that mm. and and that's the reason why in a lot of ways they feel comfortable and, and end up being queer so i think i really liked how kurt and bert are distant at the, <laughs> i can't i can't do it's it it's so stupid kurt it's bert. so stupid I'm, i can't believe i have to say that again and again but their relationship in the beginning is so strained. Like, you can tell they have nothing to talk about. Especially because their mom... Like, Kurt's mom just died, like, yeah. fairly recently. Like, they're still... They don't know how to be around each other um, because they're so different. And they've also dealt with a lot of trauma. And I think that's very real. And that's why this whole episode is Kurt sort of, like, trying to impress him. And he does impress him by being himself. Mm. And, like, dancing on the field, he stores kick or whatever it is in football <laughs> yeah. and he he does it like i think that's really sweet mm-hmm. and i i really like that they included kurt's dad as a part of his sort of story mm-hmm. i think that's really wonderful and one moment i loved in this episode uh regarding like kurt being on the football team was this <laughs> overtaking of like feminine energy and taking over a masculine space Mm -hmm. and like Kurt being this feminine gay boy dominating um, like this sport. He's way better than anyone else. I know. He's the only one to make a score even in practice for like days and days on end for months and months. And like to the point where the football team isn't even like respectable anymore. Mm -hmm. And here Kurt is. Wait, how does Kurt quit the football team? Is there ever a moment? Or I, is... want, I don't know. I feel like the next episode, he's like, you know what? I just, I'm not, this is not for me. Yeah, because then he joins the cheerleaders. Like, what? Later in season one. Yeah. Um, but I think I love what you pulled out there. Like, the the sort of queerness or femininity, flamboyancy, whatever you want mm-hmm. to put it. Like, taking over such a masculine space. There's just one moment that I think I, I really resonated with. All of the guys are in the locker room. And they're talking about how, like, dancing is gay. Back mm. to that, like, point. And then there's just, like, a shot of Kurt, like, like rolling his eyes. Like, right. he's he's above them. He knows that they're buffoons. Right. And that he doesn't need to concern himself with their opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, like, bullying is a central, like, thing about this show. Um, but at this moment, like, because Kurt's, like, 
embedded in it and is superior in certain ways and and has this like confidence he just doesn't like it doesn't affect him he knows he's better he knows he's better he's out here quoting art of war <laughs> come on now he knows he's smarter than any of them gee and it's it's i really love that um because could you imagine that happening at our high school oh my god i it would be too much us walking into football practice like <laughs> i don't think uh i mean i don't really know what's going on at summer's high school right now but like i hope there's like a queer environment i have no idea um i need it we'll have my brother on one day <laughs> he'll talk about it please, please i hope i hope there's I'm sure there's not a queer environment. Like what I said before, I hope it's normal. Like I hope yeah. it's not something that people care about. Yeah. Because it was a scandal back in back in our day. Like when someone was queer, it was like the talk of the town. Yeah. I'm still like one of the only trans people in Somers. Mm-hmm. To the point where like anything I do, like the whole town is like, oh my God, Liliana did this. That, yeah. Because like when I went prom queen, um senior year of high school people were posting like why couldn't we just get a normal prom king queen because like the prom king i'm i'm the prom king and me were both uh not out as trans people yet but then we both came out Mm -hmm. as trans which was so funny and we like switched genders um but like people are like why can't they just be normal Okay. Right. Sorry, like, Bimbo and Himbo weren't yeah, the prom king queen. Like, sorry, I'm more interesting than them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there. Um, and, and it was like, yeah, there, there aren't a lot of queer people where we're from. Now there, now there's some. Yeah. They're out. I see you all on Instagram. Oh, true. I see you. <laughs> um, and I love it. Oh, but yeah. But not when we were in high school. But no imagine way. if, we could have been out. Like, imagine if we all, who, most of us probably knew that, speaking from personal experience, probably knew that we were queer. Um, imagine if we were out, like, how much better that would have been and bringing it back to, like, the femininity, queerness taking over a masculine space. Like, imagine if, like, we would have been overlords. Uh-huh. Like, if there was just, like, this little, like, community of queer people, like, we could have been, we could have had strength in numbers. But high school makes you feel very isolated, uh-huh. that you're the only one that no one else will understand or, like, people will judge you from the outside. But, like, imagine if there was, like, a set community would be, like, who gives a fuck? Well, in college, um, which obviously kind of sprouts in college, um, in Greek life, we had a queer Greeks, a queer Greeks group chat. Ooh. So it was, like, all of the fraternity brothers and sorority sisters who had, uh, who were queer. And it was like a wonderful little community, and I there was love that. there were a lot of us. Yeah, there were like it was a good seventy person group chat at least. Wow. Um. So like a whole organization worth. Yeah. Which was like so fun, and um, and it just made me feel very safe mm-hmm. in like a traditionally heteronormative cisnormative uh, environment. Here we have like queerness really like taking root. And I mean, the yeah, the reason I came out is because I went to a college where there were a lot of queer people, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of queer friends, and it was like, oh, this is normal, and it's cool to mm-hmm. be yourself. Mm-hmm. It's cool to be open and out and conf- confident, and so that inspired me. Without it, no way. But like, it's all about the community, and high school makes you feel like there's none, True. and that's what I hope has changed. True. Um. That's what I hope has changed. Another thing about high school that they talk about a lot in this episode 
and 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 in the show in general is about like getting out. Like they're all like, I don't want to be a Lima loser. They live in Lima, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a Lima loser, and and I was so interested in that because maybe it was just like it's a regional thing, or maybe it's like they graduated, like the show took place like it came out seven eight years before we graduated, but. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a bigger deal back then. Like you weren't sure if you were going to college or do, but certainly in our area, most people didn't have that dilemma. Right. Though I know people are going to live in Somers for the rest of their life. Not I. Not me. <laughs> not, not me. Neither of us. <laughs> but certainly some people do. But I don't know. This whole like there's like an obsession in this episode with like I can't I can't live here forever and like be in a dead end job. Um. Which you know, I I love that they're aspiring to that because yeah. I do all the I do know a lot of popular, quote unquote, popular people from high school who who are living here right now and yeah. working a dead end job. Yeah, I mean we're both living here right now, so are, but like, are we the Lima losers? True, are we the Summers <laughs> losers? Um, yeah. Um, okay. One point I'm really confused about is Kurt comes in here, wins this whole football game. And then they mm-hmm. still bully him? This show has a very short attention span. Yeah, it does. A it very short does. memory. It's like, yeah, Kurt helped everyone, but we're still going to bully him every day. Yeah, and like hate crime him. Mm-hmm. Also, where is that bully in this episode? Is he introduced in season two? Maybe. Or maybe later in season one. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. I feel like at first he's like not a football player. Like I think at first he's like a lacrosse player. Like, he's against the football players. And then he becomes a football player. Okay. And then he is gay and yeah. tries to commit suicide. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. That's when they sing cough syrup. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, speaking of cough syrup. Speaking of cough syrup. <laughs> what did you just... You have to spill this tea. Um, I'm talking to this guy right now. And he, he out of nowhere, tells me he's addicted to cough syrup. <laughs> and, like, obviously, I have no qualms with people who have addictions. Um, it's just, there definitely is this expectation of women to be rehabilitation centers for men, <laughs> and I'm not doing that. No, also, And I made it very clear I'm not doing that. Good. You're like, I will let you stay addicted. That's your, that's your thing to go It's through. your struggle. Yeah. It's not mine. And, and I just, you know, also, I, I agree. Nothing wrong with having an addiction. But... To share that with you after how long have you been talking? Three weeks. That's the choice. After yeah. three weeks to be like, this is something you need to know. <laughs> and like, what am I supposed to say? I mean, I wasn't like mean to him or anything. Cool, I was give just me like, some. No, period. I was like, oh, um, okay. I mean, if you do feel like using, let me know. And like, maybe I can like talk to you. But like, I'm not, I don't have the mental capacity to be here for you. And, like, really, like, hold your hand through this process. Right. Like, you don't know him. Yeah. You I, don't know him like I that. don't know him. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's quite a story. I just can't. I can't. I have the I utmost empathy for anyone in this situation. Yeah. It's just, like, and they go through this on Euphoria. Like, Rue suffers more. Because we we should watch. I know Euphoria is very modern, but it's, it's the opposite of this podcast. <laughs> Came out this year, um, and it, like Rue is like, oh, um, I suffered more. My my addiction was hindered more because of Jules, because I was in this relationship with this woman. Um, Interesting. So yeah, huh? No, it's a very 
Mm, too much. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do addiction very much on Glee. Well, they yeah. do, sort of. Wait, with who? I forgot. I remember them doing it. They do and they don't. When like, Finn oh, dies, they they don't say how he dies, but right. they sort of make it clear that there was a problem right. that he wasn't dealing with. Because in real life, he died Epidemic of a drug overdose. Right. So I think that you're trying to like make there be a parallel. That was a sad episode. Oh my god! However, the music oh, is insane. Some good songs. Santana, you know Santana. Um, Naya Rivera had a mental breakdown. Uh, not a not a mental breakdown. She had a, an emotional breakdown. On set, and that's why she went running off stage when she was singing If I Die Young. That was, like, real. How sad is that? And now Naya's dead. Stop. And and Puck, who, like, I don't have much empathy for. But is still, dead. like, it's three people from the cast. Yeah. Naya. Oh. And we were, Dan and I were just saying, it doesn't make sense that Naya Rivera is dead. Because, like, she is still... I feel like she's still alive. I just... You like she's still alive. No, it's 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 impossible. I I, I am I don't accept it. It like doesn't. It, my brain. I have such cognitive dissonance when I think about her. Oh my being god, dead. we're in the first stage of grief. We're not past the fucking denial. Yeah, I'm like I'm literally in denial because it just doesn't make sense. Especially because when like we watch Glee, like I watch yeah. Glee and Glee came out twelve years ago. Yeah, not a long time ago. We like grew up with this. Yeah, for sure. We grew up with it, but it's still relevant. Mm-hmm. We st- there's still memes about it. We still talk about it. TikToks all the time. TikToks about it all the time. I still watch it. Yeah, like because so it feels very present, and it holds up in a way that you know some of the some of the <laughs> problematic things don't hold up. Right. But generally, the show holds up, and um, it makes it feel like it's still it's still happening, even though it ended. Six, seven years ago. It feels like there's still a lot of breath in it. Yeah. And like the humor is pretty, although, as you said, some of the jokes don't land. (laughs) The humor is pretty timeless. I feel like that satire is never going to go away. No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. It's Glee holds up. Mm-hmm. And and we will definitely revisit it at some point. Absolutely. In this, in this podcast adventure, because it to me is very queer. And there is a reason why so many people our age loved it then and love it now like whenever our friend group gets together we're like so are we watching glee right <laughs> like it's just what we do because it's so you can plop in at any episode and have a good time because mm-hmm. it's just so ridiculous and like we laugh and laugh and laugh oh because yeah. like rachel come rachel. on now she's so stupid it was barely in this episode but mm. we still love her for it right um sue sue is as we've said multiple times, Sue's the best character. She is. She is so funny. Talk and about gay gay queens. True. Oh, Jane Lynch. Isn't the actor, yeah, the actress. Yeah, she's is very. Lesbian. She's very gay. I love that. Um, and her songs, they slap. Vogue. Vogue. She kills Vogue. And Phys- then physical. Physical is great. And then it's like the the um the faculty of the show give the occasional bop. Like Coach mm-hmm. Beast when Jolene Jolene was great, and then Emma when she sings that song about getting married. Right, she sings a, a few. Yeah, and Wedding like, Day Blues. Virgin. I, um, virgin. Um, like a virgin. Like a virgin. Like a virgin. <laughs> when she sings Virgin. <laughs> yeah, when she sings Virgin, and then when she's like, is Touch Me from Rocky Horror. Right, right. There's so many bops. This show really slaps. It slaps. I can't. Who's the hottest guy to you? 
In this episode or in all of Glee? In all of Glee. Sam. Oh, I love Sam. Sam's not until season two, but he's blonde. He's got abs. I'm not attracted to Finn. I'm not attracted to Puck because he's so old. He's so old looking. Right. He doesn't. Puck looks like. Yeah, Finn and Puck. I mean, Finn kind of looks like a high schooler, but he was, what, 35? Yeah, 30 at least. Um, And Puck definitely... Puck has wrinkles. Yeah, Puck is Puck is old. I'm not attracted to Artie. Not attracted to Kurt. Um, Maybe in a different alternate universe, I'd be attracted to Will, Matthew Morrison, but because it's Matthew Morrison, I can't. Right. Um. So who? What other um, man? Oh, I, I'm, I was attracted to... Um, Who's the guy from Full House? John Stamos when he oh, was in Glee. He's so hot. Ricky Martin. Ricky Ricky Martin. Oh yeah. my God, Ricky Martin in the show when he's in. He's in season three, so it's so far away. Yeah. But oh, is he my like the sub? He's the substitute Spanish teacher. And then he ends up taking Will's job. Love. Oh my God, he's so fine. Yeah, he's really handsome. Um, when he was on Drag Race, and they just made jokes about him being hot the entire time. What season was that? I think that was season 12. Like first episode season 12. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're season 12. Oh, he's... Uh, yeah. Uh, ooh, ooh. But all of the high schoolers? No. Except for Sam. How about you? Um, Maddie would not let me say anything but Fen. So I'm just going to say Fen. Although, and like, I, I agree. Fen's, Fen's definitely one of the most attractive. Um... Puck is also very attractive, although I I hate his actor, but like right. Puck is just like my type, so right. And like him as a character slash appearance is different than the actor as a his, person. His doings, right? You can be attracted to him without that yeah. whole thing. Um, okay, I buy it. Mm-hmm. Puck is not. I think I'm more attracted to the women in this show, right? Like, all of them. Mm-hmm. They're all very pretty. Every single one. Like, I could not single one who I'm not attracted to. Mm-hmm. They're all good. Even Sugar? She doesn't count. <laughs> I I relate the most to Sugar. Although I do relate a lot to Rachel, I relate the most to Sugar. Sugar's in season three. She's, like, very rich and very conceited and very lacking self-awareness. <laughs> she's so stupid. So I just described Liliana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm... And she speaks, like, all nasal. She's so funny. Yeah, she's really... She's a good character. But yeah. you know what? The women are... aren't the ones. Mm-hmm. All of them. Every single one. But I feel like... Who were people attracted to when they were when our age? Like, were people attracted to Finn? I don't know. Finn's, okay, I, I am. Know I, I am attracted to Finn. Now I'm thinking about it. But were people? There was no like heartthrob of right. the show because I feel like it had a very queer audience, which I like. Yeah, I like that. There's no like male eye candy. I mean, role. Finn was definitely. If there had, if I had to choose one, it would be Finn. And then like Sam was definitely put in as eye candy. He was put in as eye candy. Um, he literally his first scene is him like with his abs out in the shower, and then he's a, a stripper, so he is hot. He's hot. Yeah, he is hot. I love his. I don't love his hair. I don't love his hair at all. Um, I think he does cut it into like a normal haircut because I don't love the swoosh. Oh, the the beebs. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so mid two thousand. It really was late two thousands early. 2010s. I had that haircut a little bit. Stop. When my hair was because I had very long hair from like. A while for like you had a, a while. A bowl cut. 
I had, yeah, yeah like, like freshman year. Um, Can I retroactively be friends with you? <laughs> uh, please. Let me take it back. Um, but yeah. No, he's cute. And um, like I said, we're coming back. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with Glee. Clearly, we talked about this episode, but also every episode that's ever existed. So we'll be back with it. Um, but we just wanted to focus on this episode specifically because I think it is, it has a really tender coming out storyline. This is a big deal. National television did not have many storylines that centered around queerness and and wasn't about like how hard it is to be gay. This was mm-hmm. just about Kurt and his relationship with his dad and and coming into terms with himself on his terms. And that I think is is a step forward. Uh-huh. Um though Kurt is maybe not the best queer character, I think in terms of being in 2009, you know what like I'm not going to say anything. Like we took what we could get. We took what we could get, and he was important. Like uh-huh. I, I, we would be dumb to say that he did not have an impact. That right. Kurt and and Chris Colfer, and then the the storylines around queerness, like, did not help people. I think it absolutely must have. This show helped people, right? Um, because it's so uplifting and and was a really huge phenomenon, right? Um, oh my god, maybe we should watch the live concert. <gasps> you know, I've never seen it. What isn't? Um, You've never seen a live concert? Yeah, isn't there someone... Doesn't someone replace one of the real actors on that show? No, I don't think so. I think okay. all of them are in it. Maybe I'm thinking of um, the High School Musical live concert because they didn't have Zac Efron. Yeah, Zac Efron wasn't in it. You were yeah. right there. He was right. not in it. They had Juicy who sang for him. Right. Um, sickening. But anyway, that's our episode mm-hmm. on Season 1, Episode 4, Preggers of Glee. Do-do-do-do. Um, love you guys so much. I appreciate all my fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, all the people are listening to this just for you. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love my fans. Um, <laughs> and Dan loves his fans, but, like, I love my fans more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Let's kidding. say that. Um, if you liked, if you enjoyed, mm-hmm. leave us a review. Go, 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 go right now on Apple Podcasts. Download some of the Glee music and leave us a lovely. <laughs> this is not sponsored. It's not, sponsored, not sponsored by sponsored. Glee, but it could be. It, and Ryan Murphy, think of the potential. Ryan Murphy, um, I'm a better actor than Ben Platt. Just saying. And, and you know what? You are. <laughs> Thank you. You are. I'm not a Ben Platt fan. Um, you need to be his replacement. I'm. I will take it. I. I could be the next Twink. True. I'll be the next Ryan Murphy twink. But anyway, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, follow us. Um, we, we are everywhere you find podcasts. You're already listening, but leave us a review. Mm-hmm. And it has to be five stars. Um, because because why, why wouldn't you give us five stars? Why would you give us less? Right. If you don't give us five stars, we're going to come to your house and we're going to do this single ladies dance <laughs> on your front porch. And I'm going to take your cat. And Liliana's a cat lady now, so she's going to take your cat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, follow us on social media. We are at Rainbow Rewatch on Instagram and TikTok. We post original content and funny things and previews um, and nudes. Yeah. So follow us there. <laughs> Tell but your friends. only a premium TikTok. Right, right. We have like an only, only TikTok. <laughs> only fans TikTok. Um, Passwording encrypted. Password encrypted, exactly. Um, but yeah, I hope you had a good time on on this Rainbow Rewatch turn of the century experience extravaganza. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Love of no, Sam. Um, it's s- currently three a.m. Yeah, it's currently three thirty in the morning. We podcast until the early hours of the night. Oh, yeah. Um, I love you. Uh, you know what, Dan? 
I love you too. And let me just say, before we end, I love I your today. outfit today. Thank you. you although, although I smile. You know what? <laughs> your outfit has flowers on them, so I'm just thinking about flowers when love. I see you. I won't even smell. Amazing. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.